0: Welcome back to another episode of the Broncos Avenue Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Amir Farrell, with my co-hosts, J-Mac and Jordan Lopez. Uh, we are all finally back on the show. It's been, I, I believe, about like 10, 11 days since all three of us have been on the show together. We all got, have our conflicting schedules and everything. So it's great to have all of us back on the show. But obviously, most importantly, it is great to see the Broncos win a football game, man. It's I know it's preseason. I know it's preseason, worse. but... 41 to zero. When's the la me and Jordan were really just talking about that? When's the last time the Broncos dominated someone that big time? And when's the last time the Broncos scored 40 over 40, let alone? The 30. last time I can remember was against the uh <laughs> 30, yeah, 30 points. I mean, the last time I I can remember we scored over 40 points was against the Cowboys in like 2017 when we when uh Talib had that pick six and uh you know team money balled out. But any anyways, aside from that Uh, We have a lot of positives to take away from today's preseason game, obviously the preseason finale. So um, after tonight's game, the Broncos offseason is officially a wrap. Um, I know we still have a few weeks uh, in this waiting period to the Broncos kick off their season against the Raiders on September 10th, uh September tenth, excuse me. Um, so. Uh, boys, I think we, we I think we, uh, especially at the beginning of the offseason, Jordan, we did a pretty good job uh, covering this team this off season. Man, I think we, I think we owe it to ourselves to kind of celebrate all the coverage we had this off season. Obviously, adding Jordan, uh, my 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 uh, good friend Jordan Lopez from predominantly orange, and I like what we're forming here. So I just wanted to kind of start off the uh, the episode uh, talking about that, and then obviously before we jump into everything, um, make sure you guys are liking this uh, episode. Um, you know, our raw reactions to the game that we're all about to jump into, and kind of give our immediately immediate thoughts We're recording this literally like 30 minutes after the game ended um so make sure you guys subscribed as well help us get to 1k we are literally less than 40 subs away from 1k so please help us hit that milestone milestone before the season uh starts at week one but um Mac, jordan how, how are you guys doing today and uh, how are you guys feeling
2: after this win Oh, I'm doing good, man. Uh, today was a long day. Lord have mercy. It is so hot in Houston. Yeah. I had to go outside. It was terrible, but I mean it was good to come home. Broncos got a good win, 41-0. It was a great win. It was some of the best Broncos football I've seen in over the last four years. I mean, it was I mean <laughs> it was it was fun, man.
1: Yeah, I can't complain. Uh after watching the Broncos score 40 points for like the first time since like 1970. <laughs> so it feels good, man. It feels good. <laughs>
0: 1970s, is crazy um so let's just go ahead and get straight into it all the good all the positives there's not honestly not a lot of bad to take away if i'm going to be honest i mean the last two episodes of our you know recapping our first two preseason games there was certainly a fair amount of you know bad to take away but let's go ahead and always as always we start off with the good um so let's go ahead i'm going to start off with the obvious one jared freaking stidham how about him in this game? Man, Jordan has talked a lot about how he loved this signing, and it proved to be true after this game. Um, he absolutely balled out 17-28, to 28, um, over 236 passing yards in the first half, 145 of them were in the first quarter. That it's just absolutely ridiculous, the game that he had, especially in that first quarter. Just airing it out to Marvin Mims, airing it out to Brandon Johnson, taking deep shots, but also being smart with the ball. Uh, you know, Like I said, just making the right decision, quick decision-making, anticipating his throws a lot better than he did the first two weeks. Uh, his first game against the Cardinals, he had a pick. Then the next week, he had two dropped picks. So I, you know, I expressed my frustrations with him the first two preseason games, both here on the show and over on Predominantly Orange. Orange. But today, man, he shut up any hate from anybody, man. Um, I even wrote that article, article, and J Mac alluded to it as well about you know Ben Denucci pushing Stidham. Uh, for that QB two spot, but man, he locked it up. To, uh he definitely showed that there, there should not be any conversation there. There's no controversy. Um, if anything, I see more people talking about Situm being a very viable option. If Sean Payne does decide to bench Russ this season or something like that does happen. A lot of people are already, you know, going back to that narrative that was pulled out from the beginning of the off season. But um, man, the offense just looks so damn good with Jerry Stidham today. There's literally nothing bad that I could take away from his performance today.
2: Now, watching the game, I, I was impressed by Stidham. I was not expecting that. I'm not going to lie, like, over the, the, first, like, the first part of the preseason, he played absolutely terrible. And he came out, and he just started flinging it. Like, out of nowhere, Marvin Mims, uh, Brandon. Was, was he the one that threw it to Brandon Johnson, too? Yeah, yep. he brought a brand. Of, yeah, now nah, he was and he was accurate. It wasn't like, you know, the inconsistency that it was just a lot of checkdowns. No, nah, he he was getting stuff done. And he took some shots. He stayed in there. I was surprised. He looked like the guy that they were talking about when we brought him in being the, you know, the uh quarterback too and, you know, Amir wrote the article <laughs> about him potentially being, you know, being able to get in for us at some point, but I mean, everybody was hype, you know, hyped up about him, but he looked good today, so I can't, I can't really complain about him being quarterback two. I don't know if Sean Payton is going to be – I don't know. We'll see. But today he definitely made his case for it. But I think Ben DiNucci still over the course of the preseason just showed more body of work to be the quarterback two. So if I had to be what? a quarterback two, what? I would say Ben DiNucci. I mean, this is the truth. Jared still. Jared Jared I mean, he he had a good game today. But, like, let's not act like the first two games was just great. Like, he, it was too – Poor performances and then one great performance. That doesn't mean you should be insanely rewarded for it. So.
1: Well, at least for me, you know, Jared Stidham, I, I liked the signing when we signed him back then. I think he proved it today. Um, I know Ben Denucci's had a a, a good offseason, a good training camp too. Just I think Stidham has a lot more to offer. Uh, we saw a little bit of mobility today too, as well, escaping from the pocket. He, got, he had that one nice run that he got out of the sack too. So, I mean, Jared Stidham, uh, I'm very comfortable with him being our backup quarterback, just in case anything happens to Russ. So, uh, very, very pleased with how he played today.
0: No, yeah, Ben DiNucci went 11-15, to 15, 117 yards and a touchdown. So, he still played very solid, only four incompletions. Yeah. There's a few plays where I was like, yeah, he's holding on the ball to a little bit too long. And Sidham wasn't really doing that today, unlike his first two preseason games. But, um, yeah, I felt like Sidham, I think he really just locked it. In today, and the money that they gave him, they're not going to just give, give Benjanucci the QB2 spot. They're they're, they're going to back up that contract, and they're you know, they're giving him that guaranteed money for a reason. So I don't think they're going to give him five and a half million guarantee just for Benjanucci to take that spot, even though I feel like over the course of offseason, I would have to disagree, J Mac. I think Sidham has been a better quarterback over if you would consider all a training camp, and the preseason's definitely held Sidham down. And I think Benjanucci overall did win, but at this last game, man, yeah, he. Looked pretty damn good. You can't, you can't lie. And the, I, I don't know. I just felt like everything that he showed to offer, just like Jordan said, the tools that he, he showed was much better than what uh, I think Ben DiNucci can do behind Russell Wilson in regular season action. So that's just kind of my opinion.
2: Yeah, I mean they're they're probably gonna give him QB too. It's just that's just my opinion. Like I, I, I would give it to DiNucci. I mean that's just my opinion now. Oh, no, um, I mean so at, we, least,
1: at least at least said looked a little bit more comfortable too. That I no, thought. I will say yeah. at least like the offense is looking a lot better from like week one of the preseason to like Man. now. So that, that's why I'm actually pleased with too.
0: And you know why this offensive line, holy cow, they yep. were a force today, literally just recreating the line of scrimmage way much more uh, comfortable pocket for him as opposed to the last two games. I feel like that does play a factor. I, Man, those those guys came to play today. Like n- hardly any. There was a few reps from Dematre Jacobs and a few penalties from Alex Paulcheski, but overall, man. They held their own today. Just big shout out to the O line. Big positive from today. Second team, third string O line. They came to play ball today. I thought that Rams D line is good. I mean, but apparently, I guess just a no Aaron Donald and their backups are just not very good. I don't know if, that, if that's what it is, but I don't know. I, I, do you guys think this is just the Rams defense being so horrible? Or do you guys think the Broncos like backups really do deserve a lot of credit for today?
2: I mean, I I'll give them credit where credit is due. I'm not gonna take it away from them, but I think yeah. a little bit more of it was just the Rams backups were bad. I mean, I, I was Stidham was throwing it up in double coverage. Like it's like, not like he wasn't throwing it up almost in double coverage in some of those plays. And the Rams DBs just it was nothing they could do. Like you know what I'm saying? I mean, but I will say like the the offensive line didn't execute better than I thought they were going to. I thought it was just going to be another you know tough struggle, but it wasn't. Um, but I mean, I, I, I'm gonna give them credit where credit is due, man. I mean they they played really well. But if I had to just Make my take on it. I think the Rams' defense was just that bad. I mean, that's just me. I mean, they were giving up. I mean, they gave 41 points. <laughs> like, like, the Rams' defense to me was just it was awful.
1: Yeah, no, I, I thought the offensive line did good. Uh, you know, they had a poor performance against Arizona, and then we were ripping them apart. So I'll give them where credit is due. They had a good game. And I think everyone on the offensive line. Luke Wallenberg still had his little mishaps here and there. But besides he... that, I think everyone played good on that line.
0: Yeah, don't even get me started with him. Yeah. Um,
1: gonna, I was going to
2: say, so I was like, man, don't even. I'm
0: like. Come I, on. I accidentally called him Wittenberg in our live stream yesterday. Yeah, I mean and this guy. I felt a little bit bad about that. <laughs> Anyways, I, I want to give a shout out to someone that nobody's talked about at all this offseason. Not a peep, I swear to God. It, it, Will Sherman, I, th- I thought he played a pretty good game, actually. I felt like he um, the, he was out there mauling guys, getting active and you know pulling um, from left to right. Uh, getting involved in the run game as well. I felt, I felt like he had a really underrated game. He deserves some love. I mean, he's not going to make this team, obviously, but um, maybe he, he has a shot to be on this practice squad right there with yeah. uh, Henry Bird as well. Um, so I, I feel like, man, Sean Payne, they, they just did a really good job of like doing, I'm not going to call it nothing because I mean, a lot of these guys are literally like rookie undrafted free agents. And if they're not rookies, they're still undrafted free agents, former ones. So what they. With the talent, the lack of talent that Sean Payne had and um, our new O-line coach as well, Zach Streve they did a hell of a job in my opinion. Like there's so many guys that if they were on another team, I feel like they just wouldn't be performing the way they did today on a different roster. That's just kind of my take on it. Just, I definitely, one of the big positives I was really enthused by today is the, the depth and the way that they stepped up to the play today on the offensive line. Um, I'm, I'm really encouraged by what I see. And then obviously Alex Palcheski was starting over Isaiah Prince. So that says everything you need to hear. He's making the 53-man roster. Um, I was talking uh, to him last night and congratulating him and he kind, he kind of, knows he's making it i'm not gonna say too much but uh it, it's just really cool to see man we literally are like on the brink of having maybe three undrafted free agents make the uh, 53-man roster that's gonna be jaleel mclaughlin um and like i just mentioned alex Palcheski. the third one might be nate atkins the tight end out of south carolina but albert okwebinom did have the okay. game today i can't
2: wait till we get into that No, nah, that's crazy
0: Go ahead, get straight into it, man. Man, Seven I'm not gonna touches, lie. 109 yards. I'm gonna touchdown. be honest.
2: You wanna talk about somebody that go went out there to save his job? Alberto did that. He saved his job. I ain't gonna lie. I'm 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 off the Alberto uh not being it trained. Like I don't know what I don't know where this came from. And I understand I let me calm down like it's preseason, you know, it's Second, third stringers, but just the the training camps, the practice he has been having lately, and to come out here and just like the one handed to catch was crazy, like that was outrageous. Like, I mean, he's just been balling, and it's kind of hard to like, like, like when you got the team reacting like that on us, it's kind of hard to like let let to cut him. You know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't know what they're gonna do because I mean, he could easily be the second best receiving tight end on the, on the team, and I mean. Yeah. If you're going to look at it from a blocking standpoint, you still got Manhurst and Atkins, but it's like somebody's not making a cut at tight end. I don't know who's going to be, um, but I was Albert O made a great case of making the team. Great case.
1: Yeah, I know we're uh, recording right after the game, so I don't know if you guys have heard what Sean Payne said in his press conference right after the game, but uh, Mike did ask him about Albert O's game today. He just said, holy cow. I saw that.
0: So yeah.
1: uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's all you have to know for uh, how Albert O played today. Literally won himself a job uh, on this roster. I think, in my opinion, I think he's too good uh, to get cut now. I think Cody Warwick said it best on Twitter um, that he's just too good. He's too, I mean, he has made strides as a run blocker (laughs) as well. So I think right now he is a viable option uh, for that 53 man roster.
0: Uh, yeah, just like J-Max said, I mean, if you got to come out and have a hell of a game to save your 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 job, yeah. you know, Alberto did exactly that. Seven catches, 109 yards, and a touchdown. And he just looked unbelievable with both Stidham and Genucci. It wasn't just like a chemistry thing with one quarterback. like He was connecting with both quarterbacks in both second and third team offense, and you were just killing him out there making it look way too easy. That last catch of the game that he had, that sick one-hander, yeah. I mean, tell me Ridiculous. this team does not have talent. Tell me this dude does not have talent. He's he's very skilled. I'm going to take back – I was really high on Albert O coming in uh, with, you know, Drew Lock in that offense and everything. But last year I did take a big step on him, stick, step back on him, and I was falling for that stupid crap with him being a healthy scratch and having drops in practice. He still has potential to be, like, a, a legitimate, like, second-string uh borderline starting tight end in the nfl i feel like and he has shown flashes of that in his first three years in with the broncos and last year uh, i know people are clowning the hell out of hacking on twitter for not yeah, they playing, are. It's uh, bad, Albert yeah they're clowning yeah, yeah. Bad yeah i'm right
2: not gonna yeah. no, no, him and Shermer are getting killed right now for that i mean like i i'm not gonna act like he, it was all perfect you know that he did i mean he's always showed signs of like potential but it's just – it's the little stuff that he hasn't really had, the injuries and then the drops and the fumbles. But, I mean, the potential's always been there. It's just always just can he execute it? And, I mean, look, cards was on the table. Everything's on the line. And, I mean, he showed up and showed out. And I give him credit for that. He definitely should make this team. Definitely. I mean, when someone ends it out, like, through everything that he's been through, I mean, he's tight in five. Like, I'm watching the game. My friends are like, why is he still in the game? Isn't he all like second tight end? No. I'm like, no, nah, he's tight in five right now fighting for <laughs> – Fighting for his spot right now, and he's just out there balling. So, man, Sean Payton, he's put most likely got to make the team. Most likely.
1: There's another thing that Sean Payton, like, try to, like, troll with, with, like, Hackett just featuring Alvaro the whole game and then him balling out. It just, it just felt like, like another, like, uh, not like another, like, uh, FU to Hackett. It's just, like, I don't know. It was, like, perfect symmetry with, like, everything that's happened last year with Albert O and how he got treated to now – and him just balling out, saving his roster spot. It was just perfect.
0: Yeah, and I want to give my my take on this. And I've seen some people float this idea around on Twitter. And he had a hell of a game. And like I said, I first and foremost issue my apology to Albert O. Oh. I mean, he didn't deserve the hate that he got. And he did, uh, you know, to an extent, have a few bad practices and games. Obviously, with the drops and the the blocking, he did need to improve. And he improved that under an actual yes. legitimate. Uh, you know, were they coaching staff? Um, some it's crazy because literally your offensive coordinator is a former tight ends coach and they still couldn't fucking develop a tight end. But aside from that, aside from that point, um, some people have been floating around the idea like him keeping him in the entire four quarters. Are they boosting his trade value? Are they looking to maybe get something out of him? And I know Sean Payne does think highly of Nate Atkins. I mean, they literally had him on the initial depth chart as a rookie UDFA already above Albert O and Tommy Hudson, two veteran NFL tight ends. So are they boosting his trade value and looking to potentially get something out of him? I know a few reporters are in the media are, are including Parker Gabriel, who I think is pretty closely connected it to, to the broncos of the denver post he said uh don't be surprised if a few nfl gms tomorrow morning wake up with uh some albert o film from tonight's game in their inbox and a potential you know a uh, few calling them up for a few trade uh trade calls so would you guys entertain that idea and kind of just go into the season with nate atkins my opinion i don't know at this point i wouldn't be mad if they did it if uh, it just really depends on the return you're getting but at the same time this tight end room is so loaded that like I would be I would be fine if Nate Atkins is the tight end for going into the season and Albert O isn't on the team. But then again, Albert O is a better playmaker than Atkins, and I don't think he's as good of a blocker by any means. But it's just like one of those things where like, do you want this side of the tight end or do you want that side of the tight end? I feel like the Broncos have a lot of good blockers right now, so maybe they do just keep Albert O. But do do you guys think that maybe they should just take the bait and sell uh, Albert O?
2: Me personally, I think right now this offense needs juice. It needs playmaking, especially with all the injuries we have. So I think you kind of might have to go Alberto. Blocking, from a blocking standpoint, I think we're good. Man Hurts, Trotman isn't a bad blocker. I mean, Nate Atkins is a great blocker, but it's like, what do you need more at the moment? At the moment, you need juice, playmaking. You need uh, options for Russ to throw the ball to, guys that can do stuff with the ball, get open. Like, you just need it right now. Judy's question for week one, I mean, you got Sutton and Marvin Mims, Dolchik, but you need you need everything you can get right now. Like I'm just Broncos need everything we can get right now, is from that standpoint. I think Nate Atkins is good, but I think Sean Payne's gonna look at it like that. I mean, if 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 I was him, I would and just you might have to put Nate Atkins on the practice squad, or unless you roll out there, I mean, rolling out there with five tight ends is kind of crazy, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So, it's not gonna happen. Yeah, so I think you gotta look from the standpoint of what the team needs right now. And I think right now they need more of the a receiving threat than blocking. Because, I mean, Manhurst and Trotman are going to be just as. Like, Nate Atkins is a great blocker, but like, uh, Manhurst and Trotman aren't bad blockers by any means. And Alberto did improve. So,
1: yeah, I, I would keep Alberto for sure. But I mean, that's just me. Because I think he can play a bigger part uh, just being out wide, not even just as a simple tight end, just being out wide. I think he's that good of a playmaker. So, yeah, if it was me, I'll keep Alberto for sure. I know that there is a real possibility that they might get something in return from, especially with some teams needing a good uh, playmaking tight end. But uh, yeah, I would I would keep Al Yeah. Yeah,
2: um, real quick, they're not going to get anything more than maybe like a sixth or a seventh, and I, I feel like at that point, you yeah, might you as well them. just see you keep them because I mean you got guys in the league, go, top players going for fourth fourth round picks at best. Like yeah. you're not going to get that much for Alberto, so.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely not giving away for a seventh. That's just, yeah, that would not, there's no, there's no seventh round pick that's going to contribute more than Alvaro who has already a lot of NFL proven experience and he's at the peak of his career in my opinion right now. So um, especially with the coaching staff that we have, I mean, his, his ceiling just got even higher. So um, at this point I would probably just keep him because I feel like in my opinion, not a lot of people have caught on to the Nate Atkins. Um, you know, skill set in his rookie season. So maybe he does just stay in the practice squad and doesn't get picked up by anybody because I do fear losing him. But at the same time, we just have like so many good tight ends in this roster that one of them does have to go. So at this point, it looks like with Sean Payne, the big praise that he gave him after the, uh, during his presser, it, it's, I don't know. I really could see them going either way. My personal take on it is I really, I, I'm not, I'm kind of torn. I don't really care what they do with, the with situation though. If they go within the Atkins. Okay. We have a really good blocker and he could catch a few, you know, passes and play action every once in a while, but he can't be as dynamic and athletic as Albert O. Oh. But then you have Albert O oh, who isn't as nearly as a good blocker, but he still improved that by a lot. And then he's a much better in the passing game. So I thought J-Mac brought up a really good point. You're, you, Jared Judy's expected to miss. Um, he's actually very uh, heavily expected to miss the season opener. Then you got yeah. Jalen Virgil missing the whole season. KJ Hamler's gone. Tim Patrick's gone for the season. You just lost like minimum four playmakers right there. Keep a, Keep a guy that can line up at wide receiver if you need him to. At the tight end position, um, yep. so I, I think that's uh, kind of I think that's a favorable thing, uh, favorable thing by most fans in our Broncos country right now. But um, some more goods that we took away from the game. Um, I want to talk about Drew Sanders because man, he looked absolutely. Unreal in this game, and I think nobody – this is to nobody's surprise. I mean, he's just that athletic freak that we talked about a lot on the show after we drafted him. He looked absolutely incredible in that first half, all over the field, uh, had an interception. Granted, it was thrown directly to him. Thank you, uh, Stetson Bennett, um, pushing 35 years old. Yes, sir. Um,
2: <laughs> Stetson. He went,
0: went straight to him. <laughs> I love to see it though. I lo- I absolutely love seeing our our linebackers, uh, be you know, incredible in coverage. Even though that was, you know, like I said directly to him. But, um, anyways, he was flying all over the field, man, taking making tackles everywhere. He just looked very extinctive. Um, and man, I just can't help but think like he's gonna be our easily our starter in the future, if not like later this season.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I said this a while back. I feel like I think in a hot take episode. I said I think he's going to end up taking jewels spot some point. I mean, this dude is he's outrageous. Like just it's crazy when you just look at his potential and his upside. I mean, we already talked about what he did in college and I feel like being here in Denver, I mean, it, I'm just glad we got him where we did, man, cuz he's just going to he's going to be so crazy. I think at a certain point though, they're they're going to have no choice but to play him. Because the talent's there yeah. and you see the glimpses of it. Like, I mean, even though the pass was thrown straight to him, which is hilarious, but I don't know what Stetson Bennett was. I don't know what he was looking at. But anyway, even though the pass was thrown right to him, I mean, he just had a great game all around. Like the announcer said, it, he's been everywhere today, which he was. He was all over the field making all types of plays. I mean, I just can't wait to see more of him, man, honestly. I can't wait to see more of him.
1: Yeah, Drew Sanders, for sure, the linebacker of the future for the Denver Broncos is not even like in question. I mean, I I think at this point, he's too good to, you know, just stay on the sidelines. He's going to find some playing time week one, I would even say. But slowly as the season goes on, he would eventually play the majority of the snaps at linebacker. He's just too damn athletic, too damn good. So, uh, yeah, Drew Sanders is that guy.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll stand on it until the end of the time. I feel like our linebacker trio was pretty much one of the best in the entire it's NFL, outrageous. like top three. Uh, we do in the the fact that they haven't been here like too long and we already see the potential that they have like the sky is the roof really and yeah. um, I think uh, you know Vance Joseph and this defensive unit can go back to the drawing boards and look at the film and be very excited with uh, the future linebacker core that they have and I just still you know watching Drew Sanders uh, you know there on the on the screen in game I just still can't believe he fell to us in the third it's actually quite ridiculous that he'd even go in the second so Broncos got really lucky with that he's going to be one of the Best linebackers in the NFL one day. Yeah. Um, so I want to talk about next. We uh, hit on Albert O. Stidham, Denucci, Andrew Sanders. I want to talk about uh, Thomas Imcombe a little bit. I think he, uh, I think he's a serious gem on this roster, man. I think he uh, could actually play a role this season coming off the practice squad and elevating him a few games if the Broncos uh, need to um, late in the season. I think he could actually play a legitimate role just based off of what I saw today. I mean, his get off off the line of scrimmage, always getting to the quarterback, whether it's you know just a little bit late after the pass. I mean, that stuff matters, that pressure matters those qb hits matters and he's he's doing this all as a rookie udfa uh pass rusher and not a lot of people know he's our highest paid um you know rookie undrafted free agent this in this class i mean he got 210k guaranteed um, at, at the time of signing so the Broncos cre- clearly uh, believe in him uh, to a certain extent and I don't think he'll make the roster because I thought Aaron Patrick balled out today he had a sack and it was getting to the quarterback on numerous times I think the pass rushes look phenomenal today um, but especially those two guys um, it's a it's a bright future for Broncos country not only um, at for the linebackers uh, in the middle of the field but also our edge rushers
2: yeah, I mean he looked really good and he has looked really good. It's just that I feel like that's a position that we're kind of I don't want to say stacked at, but it's very like solidified. Um yeah, I think yeah. I think most definitely he's gonna be on the practice squad at minimum. I wouldn't be surprised if he made the team over Aaron Patrick just because you know could happen. It could happen just because of the it's a new coaching staff. And it's like they're looking – they don't – you know, Aaron Patrick's been with the team for a while, but it's like – it's a brand. you got to impress new people. They're not going to look at what you did, you know, in the past to an extent. You know, they're going to look and see – like a guy like Aaron Patrick, they're not going to really do that. They're going to look and see – Told Thomas Incombe. this guy has been showing out he's younger. You know, Aaron Patrick, I think he's coming off a torn ACL, isn't he? Yep. Yeah, they're going to look at – I mean, it's, go, it's a lot of factors. Factors are going to play in it, but I wouldn't be surprised if he did make the team over Aaron Patrick. I wouldn't be surprised at all, but – um I think he might just be on the practice squad.
1: Yeah, whether he makes the 53-man roster or if he goes to the practice squad, like how I project him to be, guys like that, those are going to be key guys for depth just in case guys go down. Those are the guys that are really going to step up. So I'm happy Tom Inclum is one of those guys we mentioned, mentioned as uh, one of the big winners today because having that depth is going to be uh, key uh, later in the season.
0: Yeah, I think he could actually have like a Jonathan Cooper type of start to his career. I think he's going to be one of those guys that eventually eases his way into the rotation if they let him get off the practice squad. And he could eventually start getting some serious playing time in year two or three Um, because we don't really know what's going to happen with uh, Frank Clark and uh, Randy Gregory in their future with the Broncos. I mean, I would hope they're going to stay here with us, and obviously Clark's on that one-year contract. So we're going to need those guys eventually to step up and play a role in this team, and I think Thomas Kinkum is the very first name you can look at uh, when in that discussion. So, um, Also, one of my uh, big winners from today is uh, Brett Maher, the one and only Money Maher. That is all to be said. He nailed every kicker, man. I said it from the jump. I said it from the jump. And nobody believed in Money My Hair, and he proved everybody wrong, and he won that competition today. We don't need to get any kickers rolling into the season with I'm, Bright My Hair. Let's go. I'm going to
2: say this. Look, I, I'm with it, but we got to chill on the nicknames. Because, now if he come out there week one and he started shanking kicks, I don't hear I, I want you to come out here with the same energy about this Money My Hair. Cause everybody, Dude, it's such
0: a catchy name, is it not?
2: Well, everybody –
0: I know you love to say it, Money hair. That, sound, that sounds that sounds way matters, better than Money, money. McManus.
2: Yeah, Money Whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know, it did not bro, turn man. out I to. Mean,
0: it turned out to be not working up to that bunny.
2: I don't want to start the nickname train just yet. We got to see man. He's got to show us in the regular season because.
0: No, oh, yeah, man, and we need to see some kicks that are like actually, actually fifty plus.
2: Yeah, like that's gonna be meaningful because uh, time comes because we're not going for it on fourth down every time no more. That's not happening. So can he nail a kick? I hope he can. That's all I got to say. Bye, Brett Maher, man.
1: I'm just glad nothing inconsistent <laughs> happened, like the Arizona game and stuff like that. So, money Maher is no, the story kicker no, no. Let's well. No, That's cold. no. Yeah, money Maher, baby. No, we're not rolling with
2: that. We're not rolling with that. No, man. Yes, sir. Not yet. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm very,
0: I'm very proud to have uh, written that article on predominantly orange. Um yes. Yes, sir. Hey, Jordan's got my back always. I, I no hey, matter,
1: baby. Let's go.
2: Uh, I'm surprised you didn't bring up one player, Amir. I don't know if he was getting ready to get into him or not.
0: Uh, My next player was going to be uh, St. Bassie. Yeah, I thought he played exactly a really damn good game. Exactly who it is.
2: I swear to God, I, I don't know what it is, but it's like, dude got to – I just want to say, man, kudos to him. He got a pick in every game. I mean, he's looked really good. I just – I don't know, man. Like it's preseason. Like it's just one of those things where he looks really good, but when it comes down to it, and he has to play against like, like starters, like Hunter. Like if, if he does his lineup against Hunter Renfro week one, like I want to know how he's gonna look. I don't have the utmost confidence in him. I mean, he's been on his team for a while now, so it's just. But it's very, man. I don't, I don't know. Everybody is just they're they're loving him right now. I just don't know, man. I'm just. I'm kind of a little shaky about it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I can kind of tell, you know, I, I had that same feeling too. I, I remember week <laughs> one when he even got the interception. I was like, I still don't know because he didn't play that well because <laughs> that interception, the guy just fell. But I do have to give him credit. He he's had a great preseason. I can't he's at, like can't take that away from him. So yeah. No, yeah.
0: He had a really good game today. I didn't really see him give up much.
1: Yeah, no, he he, third he he literally earned his role on this team. So as long as he keeps on playing well, we'll all be happy with it. I mean, uh, go ahead.
0: I was gonna say, J Mac, whether you like it or not, according to Mike Kliss, uh Kwan Williams might be going on IR to start that, the season. Yeah, so he's is, gonna be the crazy. starter.
1: That's crazy.
0: Uh, yeah, so man, he's just, a, he's your starter whether you like it or not. We don't have any other <laughs> nickel corners that are ready to start right now. Like that's the thing.
2: I mean, look. If I'm fine with it, I just, I hope, man, because I just really hope because I don't want to go out there week one and I'm screaming at my TV by the same Bassie giving up slam easy slam routes across the middle field. I just just hope that's not the case, man.
0: Oh yeah, I'm not a big fan of him either, and we agreed on that toe and and toe in the first week. But I thought I think he's progressed.
2: He has, but like that's the thing about interceptions. This is one of the most misleading stats because it's like just right. capping off of anything. I mean, he got him off of a tip pass <laughs> and a, a a slip. And then today, I can't remember how he got it today. I think it was just no. Today
0: was a today was a badass interception. Like yeah, he read today, the quarterback and earned. jumped it. Today was
2: early. Yeah, yeah. I, I couldn't yeah. remember what it was today. It was a good. I mean, but it's just I I don't know, man. I got to see him get reps against the against the ones because that's all I got to see, man. That's fair. It's oh, I'm nervous, man. I ain't gonna lie. But without K because I cause I saw he was talking about position battles, Mike Cliss, and I'm like, You think a saying Bassi could permanently take Kawan Williams' job? Like, I that's kind of crazy. <laughs> I honestly think that's crazy. Like he had him is at, so underrated. I'm like, like position battles, like you think a saying bassi is like on the verge of taking his job for the season? Like it's that's it's
0: crazy. Like um, Elijah Garcia, I thought he looked really good today. He had the fumble fumble recovery to uh, not make uh, Drew Sanders' fumbles look absolutely horrible. Um, so he kind of saved his, uh, his play there. And then also, he, I think he was getting a, to the quarterback a lot. Him and um, Aaron Patrick were combining for quarterback hits. So, man, shout-out to Elijah Garcia. Welcome to the 53-man roster. Like I said last week, you guaranteed yourself that spot. Hell of a game today.
2: Yeah, no, he, he played really well. He's been playing well all preseason. I think we said after the first game, I thought he made, I thought he got the roster spot right then and there. But he's just been consistent. He's been doing – I mean, he knows his job opening right now. Nothing is confirmed, like, with the deepest line the right end spot. But, I mean, whether or not he's going to be in the rotation, he had a really good preseason. Really, really good preseason.
1: Yeah, he's one of my uh, hidden gems that I wrote about on a uh, PO. And, man, he literally earned his way onto this 53-man roster. So, good for that guy.
0: Uh, My last winner I want to talk about today is the guy we had on the show, uh, cornerback Delonte Hood. You got to give credit where it's due, and the man was locking up today. I didn't really see him giving up much at all um actually i don't think i see him so i can give up anything i mean and he got a shout out from the broadcast too shout out to him man uh, yeah, they were yeah talking about yeah they gave like a whole like 10 second shout out to him that was that was really cool and um they even talked about him potentially um they said they, they don't think he'll make the team but they talked about how he can actually hold his own in the nfl i mean he one of the last plays of the game i mean he just completely had the, yeah. a beautiful pbu kind of just ran over the defender it was really cool to see so shout out to our guy uh, delante hood man he played a really good game today especially in the second half.
2: Yeah, he did. And I mean he got a lot of flack for what happened. Was it the Arizona game? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I mean he he bounced back today. I don't know if he'll make the team. I mean he might, but I think at best it'll be practice squad, but I think he definitely can play in this league. I feel like if he goes to the practice squad he'll probably get picked up sometime throughout the season. And I think whether or not he can hold his own league. I will say that he he can hold his own.
1: Yeah I I have a feeling if I, I mean, in my opinion, he should at least make the practice squad.
2: Yeah. Like, even definitely. if that,
1: he he might get snatched up by someone. So uh, there's a fine line between there. But, I mean, I think, at least in my opinion, he's earned a practice squad spot on the team.
0: I was just going to say, I, th- I think it's a good uh, segue to talk about this. And I think uh, we were talking – I can't remember if this was in the Predominantly Orange chat or on Twitter. But regardless, they're talking about uh, Tremont Smith and uh, I just Mike Kliss. <laughs> I uh, just talked about J um, Mac and his laughs, at his giggles, bro. He Mike said, Cliff said that uh, Tremont Smith will make the team. He said he seemed pretty confident about it. Jordan, what what do you think about it? Since you're not giggling,
1: I mean, I mean, th- listen, I I've had my uh, concerns about Tremont Smith uh, the whole preseason. He has not looked good, in my opinion. I thought his role on the team was going to be special teams, and he has not gotten any reps at all in special teams. Maybe very minimum, very few. But to be just listed only as a kick returner, and that's your only role on the spot. That just made no get- sense. Yeah, it just, it just made no sense. I mean, I was even having a conversation with Sarah on the PO chat, saying like, how would Tremont Smith even have a like a role on this team? Like that could go to go to someone that we actually need for depth on the defensive line or offensive line or tight end or whatever, that like he can be taking up a valuable spot. But that's just my take on it. I know Tremont Smith, I think he can even tell you he hasn't had a great preseason at all. I mean, I think he would expect more out of himself, especially with the money we gave him. So I know I'm being a little bit harsh on the guy. It's just the hard honest truth, at least from my opinion. And I mean, I just want to hear from you guys. On, I mean, I don't know. That's pretty crazy to me.
2: Uh, I was watching the game. <laughs> I'm trying so hard not to bust out laughing again, but yeah, I saw Mike Cliss did. He he does believe that he'll make the roster. I don't know what preseason he was watching. I I I don't know what he's been keeping up with. I have absolutely no clue. And I, I hold Mike Cliss to a very high regard. But in that case, I don't know what. I don't know what he saw. Maybe maybe he got some numbers mixed up. Like maybe he got you know maybe he thought he was wearing thirteen or so. I I don't know what. I, I don't know. But Jermon Smith has not had a good preseason by any means. I don't know what the Broncos are do, doing with him. I mean, even Madden knows that they're, I play with the Broncos on Madden, the new Madden 24. They got him starting kick returner. I, I don't know, man. I mean, if he's, if he's going to be on the team just for kick returner too, in the contract, the money we gave him, I mean, just let him go somewhere else, man. Like just let him go somewhere else and um, play and be a kick returner somewhere else. If you don't want to use him there. I mean, it's just, it's one of the strangest things I have ever seen, like from the Broncos. I, I've never seen, I haven't seen man, really anything like this. It's, It's crazy. Like, I just don't get it. Like, he's out there playing in the fourth quarter. (laughs) He's playing in the fourth quarter at corner. He's not getting any reps at returner. And I'm like, well, if he wants to be a corner, like, why would he make the team? If he makes the team, I'm lost. I I don't know, man. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I was. That's why I was. I was bringing up Trayvon Smith because if he doesn't, and they do decide to cut him, that'll pave the way for Delonte Hood to make the roster. In my opinion.
1: Yeah. Um, So this
0: is. This is some really big news coming up. Uh, the, these next 24 hours are about to get literally insane. Uh, you're going to see a lot of guys get cut. We saw it after the Panthers game. like A bunch of like 10-plus players got cut. So you're probably going to see that with the Broncos tomorrow and the next day as well because Tuesday, August 29th, is the deadline for the Broncos to cut. 37 players off the roster so so many guys are about to damn that is crazy i mean
1: jesus um, christ J-Mac.
0: yeah I, for all you guys that are watching on spotify podcast i actually I'm, I'm glad i'm glad you guys didn't see that um I'm <laughs> man i'm not gonna
1: lie
0: it's crazy it,
2: no it, i mean look it's tough man Preseason, season pre one of those times like it's just tough like But I will say this, like, a lot of these guys, they're going to go – a lot of these guys are going to get picked up somewhere else. It's just, man, a a lot of these guys I'm watching the preseason, I'm like, man, I don't even know how some of these guys – I don't disrespect anybody, but –
0: no, oh, yeah, I feel like the the depth has been really strong in some spots, but other spots yeah. is definitely weaker, and that's why roster cuts are a thing where the Broncos are gonna explore, and that's the reason why they freed up cap space with Mike Purcell, and um, you know, moving on from other guys in the roster, that's gonna free up even more cap space, and soon enough they're gonna have over 10 mil to spend, and they're gonna bring it, uh, bring in some other guys that get surprisingly uh, cut from other teams. So, um, we talked a lot about a lot of different options in our last few episodes, so make sure you guys check that out in our live stream uh, yet last night actually. Uh, we talked about Cordell Patterson uh, and Jordan slope uh, Jordan's article Um, that could be definitely a suitable option for us and we've talked about many other players as well so um, keep along with that and then obviously um, tomorrow all the waves and cuts are going down but is there anything else that you guys want to talk about that you uh, learned from tonight's game potentially any uh, winners losers um, or just overall any like general takeaways
2: uh one guy I surprised you didn't bring up was Brandon Johnson. I thought Brandon Johnson had a really good game. I thought especially the big catch he had it's kind of a statement like, yeah, I'm gonna make the raw I mean we all know he's gonna make the team, but I just seeing him today like this kind of the first time I actually was like I actually want him to be somewhat a part of the offense. He showed that he can i mean he has some underrated speed too, and the hands look really good so I mean at this point we need to we need all hands on deck because the injuries have just been injuries have been really bad and I mean, he, he looked good today, man. So I hope I hope Sean Payton can put him in, have some type of game plan for him, something. Because I, I don't want to go out there and just be one dimission a week one and just run the football because, you know, we don't. But I, I don't know if we're going to be like that, man. It's new coaching, so we'll see.
1: Yeah, I'm glad Brandon Johnson just got mentioned. You know how I love my wide receivers. Brandon. I liked him last year, and I think he's going to be even better now with Sean Payton. Uh, another guy that should get some love, Jaleel McLaughlin. Obviously, yeah, he's making oh how, I think, how do I forget? Yeah, I, forget I just think I just think he's gonna have some real packages week one. I think he's gonna be that dynamic and explosive. He, I mean, he's just literally a wild card out there, and uh, yeah, just another guy. Him and Brandon Johnson, very good. And I hope week one uh, they get they get some touches.
0: What's like, do you guys know what's like the average amount of running backs like a team carries on a practice squad? And like by chance, like how many Sean Payton has carried in the past? Cause like, will they actually sign both Beatty and Tony Jones to the practice squad? They they might. I feel like Beatty might get picked up like pretty quick.
2: No, I was going to say, you know, Sean Payton keeps a lot. I mean, he keeps kind of the same running backs like with New Orleans. It was kind of the same group of people like every year, whether it be Latavius Murray. I mean, always Kamara, but then you got, you know, it was always Latavius Murray, Mark Ingram, Tony Jones. You kind of saw the same rotation of guys. It was never really like a brand new guy that they brought in. It was always just kind of the same guys. And a lot of them was just on the practice squad. I mean, Sean Payton, he that running back position is very important. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see like maybe – at minimum, two running backs on the practice squad, whether it be Tyler Beatty and Tony Jones. Like, they're going to be – he's going to have guys on the practice squad already.
1: Yeah, but I just think if Tyler Beatty's on the practice squad, he's, he's going to get smashed up. Yeah, he's yeah. gone. So, I don't know if he's going to roll the dice and carry four because I know the average a uh, couple years ago on the running back market for a 53-man roster, the average was four. So, I don't know if Chompy is going to go back to that way and carrying four running backs. So, we'll see because if Tyler Beatty is on the practice squad – he will be gone 100%. Well,
2: well, I was going to say it's going to be a little different for us because we have a fullback. Like We're one of the teams that actually have a fullback. A lot of teams don't have a fullback, so they carry four running backs. But the few teams that do, they carry three. Mm -hmm. So that's going to play a big factor in it too because Michael Burton, he's definitely making a team, not even a question. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's why I don't think uh, that's why I don't think Beatty or Jones is making the the 53 man. Um, so I think Tony Jones will be like the practice squad. It'll be elevated yeah. if there's uh, any injuries or anything. And Tyler Beatty, like Jordan said, he'll probably be on a new team next week.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I just hope it's not a division rival. Oof, I'm so tired of that, man.
0: Yeah, he's like I we compared him to Darren Sproles at least a hundred times in this pod this year. I mean, he's just like that that dynamic and skill set and that that frame size. It does feel a little reminiscent of. Uh, you know, Darren Sproles a little bit, but um, obviously he's got a lot more to prove after bouncing back from that injury. It sucks because he did he did actually have the lead over McLaughlin, but they said it best in the broadcast. Man, injuries lead to you know jobs being lost. It's the unfortunate yeah. part of the NFL, but the NFL is a business. But um, yeah, that wraps up everything from today's episode. All our biggest winners and losers, our t- takeaways. Honestly, everything that we went over today was just a lot of good. Um, I don't think there was much bad at, at all to talk about today. There was a few penalties in the first half, but like. Like, I think that it wasn't like a big issue by any yeah. means. It was really just, uh, you know, a few holds uh, here and there on the offensive line and, you know, tight ends. But um, a lot of good, good to take away from today's uh, huge dominating win over the Rams. Um, I, man, I know it's just a preseason game, but that felt very well deserved. And that felt very yeah. satisfying as a Broncos fan after last year's Christmas game. Um hey, they ran up the score on us in a meaningless game when we are both eliminated from the playoffs, and it really didn't matter to keep running up the score late in the game and still passing the ball. But, we hey, we returned the favor and did literally the exact did same you? thing in a meaningless game against the Rams and blew them out by worse.
2: Did we bring up Marvin Mims at all?
0: We we talked about his his deep ball on that catch. I mean, that was a, a damn good ball. But besides yeah. that, I mean, it, it was he literally just had two catches. And once he once he had the that you know first few drives, they took him out because he's he's a starter this year, so yeah. you don't I'm glad risk He him did maybe. not get
1: hurt. I'm game. glad he didn't. Either. I'm yeah. glad he didn't Oh
0: yeah, ladanian and Tom- Trey Tomlinson, uh, you know, Danny Tomlinson's nephew. You're I don't want to use foul language on here, but you know what you are literally <laughs> slamming him down like that. Dude, like, come on. The dude is absolutely slamming him by the face mask. That is dirty as fuck. I mean, that was a pretty thing.
2: Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh. Are you talking about the DB where he grabbed him by the face mask?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you saw the way he slammed him? That's completely unnecessary. <laughs> Our starting receiver, bro. And he stole away his first NFL touchdown. Come on, man.
2: Yeah. No, oh. Uh, man, bye, I was man. messed up. I was, I was mad. Yeah, I mean, that's just – that's how guys just – I don't even know, man. That's yeah, just,
0: that's how they'd be unnecessarily violent and yeah, crazy.
2: Like, I mean, it would it was unnecessary. Like, bro, like just if you can't tackle him, just it's preseason. Like, why are you grabbing him by his face mask and throwing him to the ground like that? Like yeah, damn near killed him. <laughs>
0: but, I swear to god, bro, if he got injured off that, I would have screamed.
1: <laughs> oh no, especially with our thing. Huh. That would have been rough.
0: Literally, yeah, Virgil, bro. then Judy, then Mims, I would have lost it.
1: Yep.
2: Nope. Bro, I ain't like at, at, at that point, I do at that point, you, you got to just – man, Lord have mercy.
0: Oh, I want to talk about actually one – there's one bad that I want to talk about. I feel like Marquez Kelly has been just so quiet, dude. Like, mm. he's done absolutely nothing, bro. That is a storyline to watch going the season. I know I said on her last pod, I feel like he's going to be a regular season player more than a preseason, offseason player. Um, But I don't know. He's just, like, doing nothing, really. Like, and he's getting targets, but, like – and that – I don't know if you guys caught that ball that Jared sit threw in the back half of the end zone. He literally had opportunity to catch that and haul in the touchdown, really tight coverage, um, arguably, uh, you know, P.I., but play? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Callaway has just been really underwhelming, in my opinion.
2: I mean, I feel like all in all, he's going to make the team. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think he makes it, man. I mean, he has to make it. I mean, I just feel like he has to. I mean, Imagine. like, he's got to make it. I I think it was yeah he's quad in the preseason but I feel like Sean Payton's gonna draw some draw some more stuff from him because I mean he was he was good in New Orleans like, I'm not gonna like he was just a bad receiver in New Orleans like he had glimpses he was oh no, he was good yeah he was good in New Orleans so I I think he'll make the team I feel like Sean Payton I mean it's the preseason I feel like he's gonna draw some plays from him and find ways to get him the ball but I've I, I but no last thing I'm gonna say about Callaway I think he's on a very short leash though. Very short leash. Like I'm gonna say that. Like he'll, I think he'll make the team, but like he might get cut during the middle of the season if he doesn't start picking it up.
0: Jordan, yeah. do you think he'll be a surprise cut tomorrow or Monday?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I if it was my team, I like, he wouldn't, he wouldn't be on. I mean, I think him and Kendall Hinton have not had a good showing at all. I thought okay. little Jordan Humphrey outplayed Kendall Hinton, and Kendall Hinton, I would be surprised if he's on the team. And I can say the same thing with Marcus Callaway, um, especially being familiar with Sean Payne. You would think he'd be like he'd have a step up against all the other receivers being in the system and all that just didn't show enough. I don't know, man. It, it feels up to me. I don't think he's uh, one of those guys to make the roster. I think I, I would rather have Albert O out wide than Marcus Callaway as of right now. So that's just me. That's cr- that's Damn. a crazy.
2: You talk about me, man. That's you talk about me. That's crazy.
0: No, but he brought up a little Jordan Humphrey. I completely forgot to talk about him. He was cooking on the opening drive. He that we forgot about to talk about him. He locked in a roster spot. There's no question yeah, in my mind I, that he he yeah, he locked he in a roster spot. In the team anyways, that, though. Yeah, yeah, that was for my beginning, yeah. beginning prediction as well. Even just off his specialty team's ability alone I thought he was going to make it over I remember predicting him over KJ Hamler and some people were kind of pissed off at me for that but here we are now here we are but it's about to be a crazy next 48 hours um, like I said we were recording this right after the game so um, me and Jordan got to get to uh, writing our articles and everything uh, the grind doesn't stop I got to upload this episode and go to go through some editing as well but like, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode make sure you guys leave a like if you're listening on YouTube and like I said the beginning of the episode of man please hit the sub button um i don't want to beg for it but i will beg for it please hit the sub button it helps us out greatly Um <laughs> uh, we really are uh, looking to it hit that one okay exactly bro like, come on it does, literally it's not hurting you at all it does not cost anything it's literally two seconds <laughs> to do it and we you literally we don't only ask for anything else from you guys after that just hit the sub button obviously we would love and prefer for you guys to watch our content but we would also second most importantly love for you guys to hit the sub button um but if you guys are listening over that spotify podcast um you guys are greatly appreciated as well um the best thing you guys can do for us is leave a five-star rating and hit the follow button over on spotify and you can hit that follow button on apple Podcasts as well wherever you guys get the broncos avenue podcast um, but like i said i'm your host Samir with my co hosts j mac and jordan lopez until the next episode peace out everybody